Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, and welcome back to the show. I am really excited for this podcast episode. I think you're going to love it too. I recently went through the process of hiring a VA to bring into my business to help with some backend, some admin stuff. As the holiday season is approaching, I know that it's going to be all hands on deck to accomplish some of the last minute projects that we have for the end of the year. And so I wanted to share the experience from the client hiring and give you some tips when you are going and applying for VA jobs or you're sending out pitches to clients. What things did I notice from the hiring side of things that could be beneficial for you. So I want to share some of those tips to make sure that you stand out, um, that you land the jobs that you want to land, and also just give an encouraging word in case you aren't getting the jobs that you're wanting, you're not hearing back from people. I just want to share the other side of the coin and share my interesting perspective because I have been where you have been. I have been the one that was applying, that was sending those emails and wondering sometimes why am I not landing these jobs? So let's dive into that in today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Okay, so I recently went through the process of hiring a VA and the process that I use to go about my search for this is I went into a Facebook group where I knew a lot of the people that were in there. I knew the type of audience that was going to be in there and I created a post saying that I was looking for a virtual assistant, how many hours I was looking for per week, the some of the just like initial tasks that I was going to need help with. I encouraged people, even if they were a beginner, to apply because I can train people. I really was looking for the right fit, more so like personality-wise and work ethic-wise as opposed to like, oh, I have all these skills, I have all of this experience. Now, that's gonna vary depending on the person who's hiring. Some people want that more expert. Some people don't wanna have to come in and train. That This was different for this position for me because already I, you know, I work with a team, I have an integrator, I work with a team who really helps me to handle a lot of that higher level um, strategy, the higher level tasks, and I really needed somebody to come in truly kind of like a beginner and just kind of work alongside me. And the team that I work with now with the integrator and the agency, they have 
lot of really great systems already set up and we have a lot of really great workflows in place. And so my plan for hiring a VA was really to kind of insert this VA into some of the workflows that we already have set up. Um, so they wouldn't really necessarily need all that experience in creating all these things. Basically, if they can watch a couple Loom videos and learn how to do the workflows that we have already set up, as well as assisting me with some of just back end stuff that things that need to get done, that was really the only qualifications that I had. One thing that I made sure that I put into the post was some specific things that I wanted them to do. So one of the specific things that I wanted was that I wanted a specific subject line when the person sent me the email. The reason for that is number one, I wanted to see, can somebody pay attention to detail, right? Uh, I know people get excited. You see this post and it's like, oh my gosh, this is a perfect fit. Or I know a lot of people for me, um, the group that I was posting in, a lot of people in that group knew who I was. And I don't say that to brag by any means. Sometimes it still feels a little weird to me. Like when I would get messages is like, oh my gosh, like I've been following you for so long. It still feels kind of crazy to me. Um, but I wanted to see if they could pay attention to detail. And I wanted to also be able to easily sort these messages in my inbox by typing in the subject line. So by having that clear subject line, it was, it was going to be easier for me to sort these applications. Um, I also kind of went into it knowing I'm probably going to get a lot of these emails. So I also let the applicants know, um, that, if you don't hear from me by this date, um, that we've decided to move forward with other applicants. And, and truthfully, that was really hard for me to do, but I also just knew that um, the sheer volume of emails that I was going to get just would not allow me to be spending time to go back through. And I even had some people who reached out to me after the fact saying like, can you give me some constructive criticism? Can you tell me what I did wrong? And for a lot of them, here was the thing, they just, they did nothing wrong. I just got a lot of really great applic applicants that sent me emails and so it was really hard. Um, I think when I had it sorted down, I was talking with a friend on like, how am I gonna find, like there's so many good people in here, like how am I going to narrow it down? I think when she said, okay, like how many people, like first of all, you, you wanna go through and you wanna see like, anybody who didn't follow the directions of like what you asked them to do, like unfortunately paying attention to detail and being able to follow directions, like that is something that it, I, again, I don't need you be, to be trained on all these programs and all these systems that I personally use, but being able to read something and being able to say like, okay, um, I'm going to make sure that I follow exactly what she's asked me to do. So that was like the first step of like anybody who did not follow the directions, did not send the subject line, um, or anybody who really like, as far as hourly rate, kind of where I wanted to stay in between. And that was, it was a, it was a decent range of like, I wasn't, you know, if somebody was like way out of my budget, like it, it just didn't make sense to move forward with them. If I knew, I obviously value, um, everybody's hourly rate and definitely feel like if you're at that place where you're charging that much, like you should be compensated for that. And I just knew for this, this place, especially for somebody who's coming in as a beginner um, and with room to grow that I, that I, there was a certain range that I couldn't exceed as far as my budget goes. So even from kind of like excluding people outside of my budget or people who didn't follow directions, like that still left a good hefty chunk of people. And then I just kind of went through and based on my gut instinct, I was kind of just saying like, okay, this one feels like I would want to take that next step and move forward with. And even after that, I, I think I had like 23 applicants of 23 emails and I was like, okay, this is not great. So I even had to like narrow it down from there. So just follow directions. I think some people think that 
if somebody posts this at 10.01, I need to be in their inbox at 10.02. And that is not the case. People actually who stood out to me, their, their email came in a couple of days later. It wasn't the first person that sent the email. So don't be in such a rush to send the email or to connect with that person that maybe you, you know, like forget to do the subject line or when you're typing out my name, instead of spelling it A-U-B-R-E-E, you spell it A-U-B-R-E-Y. Again, like those are just like minor things, but with somebody who was getting a lot of applicants, I had to narrow it down somehow. So don't feel like you have to be the first person to send the email. The other piece of it is take time to show that you've researched me. Those emails that kind of made that first initial cut after we kind of took out some of those, the people that um, didn't, you know, like didn't follow directions, were outside of my budget. Um, people who had just taken the time to like, that I could tell they just went and looked at my Instagram and just said like, oh my gosh, your boys are so cute. Or, um, you know, like I was a teacher. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. Or just, just taking the time to show that like, you know, even just a little bit about who I am. And that doesn't mean that you have to be the person who's been following me for two, three, four plus years. That's, that's not it. But just take, take the time to do a little bit of research. Again, when, when a client posts in a Facebook group, they are probably going to expect a lot of these emails. So what can you do to show that you've gone the extra mile, that you are really excited about this opportunity, um, and that you've just taken a little bit of time to research? And this could be quickly going on their socials, quickly browsing their website, looking at their about page. Like You can find little anecdotes within that to be able just to show that you've gone the extra mile, that you really care. Obviously, yes, it does help if you if this truly is a person that you have followed and, and you really can speak to that, but that doesn't have to be the case. But just take, take a five extra minutes to do a little bit of research on this person, to show that you know what their business is about, to show that you could easily fit into what they're doing because you've just taken the time to understand who they are as a business owner, as a person. So those things really stood out to me. Other things that stood out to me were just like adding a little bit of personality. So this was like a, this was one that hit both of these marks on like showing that you've taken the time to research me and adding a little bit of personality. So one, the subject line that I had everybody said was like your next VA. Again, like it made it super simple for me to, um, to like sort those out in my inbox. But then one applicant put your next VA. And then in parentheses, she put, it's me, hi. And I can tell that like, number one, she's a Swifty like me, or even if she just took the time to like, look at my socials or to look at um, my about page. And I talk about like how I listen to Taylor Swift on repeat. And on my Instagram, I've made a couple posts with some Taylor Swift memes and Travis Kelsey. So like, it just showed that she had that little bit of personality and that flair. And she kind of like was appealing to like her audience, right? Like she's like, oh, Aubrey likes Taylor Swift. So like, this is a way that I can kind of differentiate myself in a little bit. So have a little bit of personality. Um, I know like we are so used to that traditional, like very formal cover letter of sending it to a, you know, a corporation or a business. And of course, like know your audience too. But anybody who knows me knows that like, I'm not super um, like, button up, uh, white collar. Like I am, I'm easygoing and I appreciate being working with somebody who has a little bit of personality. Like you, if you're joining my team, 
I, I am going to love you. Like I, I want to love on you and I want you to fit into the culture of what we have here, which is like, we work hard, but we also like to have fun and we like to, um, you know, like build friendships with each other. And so obviously it's like, I want somebody who can be alongside of that with me too. So don't be afraid just to like add a little bit of personality or add a little bit of personal antidote or show like how you are human, right? Again, in that post I had said, I don't need the expert, like apply if you're a beginner, like show me that you're willing to like be a problem solver. And like when the people who spoke to that in their email pitch, those were people who are, who definitely got that initial star, right? Because I was like, okay, they're showing that they're a go-getter. They're showing that they're going to figure out the answer. They might not know the answers to everything right now, but they're willing to put in the work, roll up their sleeves. Like I'm looking for more of that um, character, those like character traits and character qualities, as opposed to like, I know how to do everything that you asked me to do. Sure. That is great. But I even said in my post, like I have a lot of, um, loom videos and a lot of SOPs. Like I can train you on those things, but it's really hard to train somebody who just like, doesn't like personality wise. Like if we are not a good fit, it doesn't matter if you know, like all the things in the world, right? Like I want somebody who's really going to fit into the culture that we have here. So just some other little things. Again, you don't have to, you don't have to share your whole life story. You don't have to go into how like, you know, all your personal things, there is a place of like oversharing, but just add a little bit of personality, a little bit of flair, a little bit about who you are. The next piece is to make sure that you include all of the info in the body of the email. Now, I did open any portfolios that were sent, so don't like don't not send those portfolios, right? But like in my post, I was like, these there were specific things that I needed to know. I needed to know your hourly rate. I needed to know your availability. So like, how could suit how like soon could you start? And like, how much time do you have to devote to this? Because I kind of gave a range of like, I, I'm going to need anywhere from like 10 to 20 hours per week. Uh, and so make sure you include all of that info in the body of the email, because not everybody's going to click your links. Not everybody is going to open up those portfolios. So like, if you didn't include your hourly rate in the body of the email, when I was starting to narrow it down and I had to start to figure out, okay, like, how am I going to weed these people out? That was something that I used to kind of help me to weed people out was I needed to see all the info that I asked for in that body of the email. Now, again, like, of course, I opened up portfolios. Again, as I'm going through and I'm trying to sort through, how am I going to narrow this down? There's, you know, 20 plus amazing applicants of people that I would love to move forward with that I feel like would be really great fits for me and my business. But those were just things that I had to start to narrow things down. If you didn't include those things that I had asked for, and again, that's that kind of goes back to follow details, pay attention to details, double check over your emails. I am a huge believer in using templates to help you save time, right? So you might have a templated pitch, but every one of those templates should be tweaked to the person. The template's gonna help save you time so that you're not rewriting this email from scratch every single time, but you should have like bolded or highlighted sections within that template where you're gonna go in and you're going to make tweaks. You're going to make adjustments. You're gonna add that personality. You're gonna add that, um, like, you know, that personal flair and you're going to show that you've researched the client, right? You're gonna add any important information. Like some applications, they're like, include this secret word in the email. So you have to make sure, again, it's not about early bird gets the worm. I know sometimes it can feel like that because you're like, oh, I'm just trying to get this next client or I really want to get my first client. And you're like, if I get this email to them, they're going to see it and they're going to open it. But 
you you might be um, like just weeded out right from the get-go because you didn't take the time to just like double check everything, make sure everything's spelled correctly, like just simple minor things, attention to detail. Um, one thing that I didn't see a lot of, which um, again, I know like in some of you, you had a portfolio where you said, you know, like you can click on my portfolio and there's a discovery call link in there. Don't be afraid to add those links like right into the body again too. Um, sometimes like attachments can get like clunky, um, but don't be afraid to like just say like, hey, I would love to talk about next steps with you. Here's a link to book a discovery call with me. Um, not many people had that. And for some people, like especially when they're getting ready to hire, they're not just gonna hire from an email. Now that might be the case for some people, but some people want, some clients really want to be able to get on a call with you and just feel out that connection, right? Feel out the person that sent the email, right? They might be feeling like, okay, this person is checking a lot of the boxes. Let's get on a call and just discuss things a little bit further. Let's just make sure everything's a good fit. Let's just clarify some details. So don't forget to include those things. Again, they, people might not click them, but it doesn't hurt to have them in there in case this person is reading this email and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, like this person is checking all of my boxes. I wanna book a call with them right now. Like make it easy for that person to take the next step with you. I really like to talk about this is that like client experience. You're trying to move somebody from not knowing about who you are all the way through the client experience of hiring you and working with you and like sending the contract, sign, you know, paying the invoice, all of those things. So you wanna make it easy for that person to take that next step with you and to move along that process. And part of it, if for some people might be getting on that call. So make it easy for them to get on the call. Um, don't be afraid to follow up, right? Um, don't be afraid. Again, I, I kind of let people know that like if you didn't hear about from me from this date that we were going to move forward with other applications just because I knew that Time-wise, it was I was not going to be able to get back to every single person, so I want I didn't want to leave people hanging. I didn't want to. I've definitely been on the other end of it where somebody said like, "Oh, you'll hear from me no matter what," and then I don't hear back from them, and I'm like, "Does that mean they still haven't found somebody?" Like just sitting there wondering. So I did want to let people know, but don't be afraid to follow up. Don't be afraid to just say, "Hey, I'm just checking in. I'm like super excited. Like show your enthusiasm one more time." It it's not necessarily a, a deal breaker if you don't send this, you're not going to get the job right. But it really can help just to pop back up in that inbox. Um, or, you know, for some people, like they might just have forgotten to respond and they very well may have. This will work really well when you're cold pitching, right? To like follow up. Um, if you send that first email and you don't hear anything back, the worst they're going to say is like, sorry, we decided to move in a different direction. And then, you know, so don't be afraid to follow up. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say here is, and I kind of mentioned this in the beginning, sometimes you did nothing wrong. Sometimes your pitch was amazing. Sometimes you were up there with the top of the top of the applicants. And I had that. I, there were, you know, a handful of people that I was like, I would love to hire all of you. And here's the thing, I'm keeping those people in my back pocket when I do go to hire or if there's a project that I need help with, I'm going to go to those people first. So don't, don't get discouraged. Don't think that, oh, I spent this time writing this really great, amazing pitch and I took all of Aubrey's tips and, you know, it took me a little bit longer to send that and I still didn't get the job. Don't get discouraged yet. There are going to be times when you send it a pitch, when you email somebody and you don't hear back and truthfully, there's nothing that you could have done wrong. Now, take everything that I talked about in this episode and, and just double check what you're doing and maybe add in a couple things that you weren't doing here, but sometimes truly, 
you do nothing wrong and there just were amazing applicants and don't let that discourage you. I, when I was first getting started, I just went into it with the mindset of like, I've got to hear 10 no's before I get that yes. That's the, you know, the likelihood of things happening. You're going to hear more no's. You're going to hear no, like these no responses before you get that yes. But getting that yes is going to build that confidence in you. Don't get discouraged. I do, I did really appreciate the people who reached out and said like, could you give me some, some constructive criticism? Like, what could I have done better? And I felt like, I felt terrible to be like, honestly, you did nothing wrong. Like your pitch was really great. Um, and maybe I was able to give them like a couple things that they could tweak and hopefully that will help them in the future. But sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And I know that that's not the response that you want to have. You're like, tell me what I need to do to fix it. I would just say like, it's going to come. You're going to have to send out more of more of those pitches, right? You're going to have to do more of those in order to get to that. Yes. And each time you do it, you're going to learn a little bit more. You're going to gain a little bit more confidence. So don't let this just dishearten you. If you did apply, um, truly, 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 I was blown away. I, I really was. And that should give you some confidence in yourself that you're doing the right thing. You just have to get more of those out. You just have to keep trying and keep persevering. But I really was blown away. And I, you know, at one point I'm like, can I, you're like, can I hire more people? Can I just like divvy this up or, or, you know, amongst a couple people? Because it just was, there truly, truly was some amazing, amazing applicants in this. So that should be encouraging for you. But hopefully these tips were helpful for you as you are applying to jobs, as you are reaching out to business owners, some things that you can take from this, some things that you can tweak in your own pitches um, and just keep going, keep at it. It's going to take time there there were there were times where I would send out multiple multiple pitches and I wouldn't hear back from any of them and I would question myself and then I just kept saying like just send another pitch just send another pitch just send another pitch and and sure enough I I would get those responses too so and also just know too sometimes like Facebook groups are really great places but if you know you're in a Facebook group where a lot of the posts are for hiring people and you know that like a lot of people are probably going to respond to that maybe trying to find some different groups, some groups where you can start to differentiate yourself, some groups where you can start to stand out, or maybe try some other routes. Maybe, you know, if this route is not working for you, try directly cold pitching a client. You know, like you could find somebody like me, if you would have caught me back in the beginning of October when I was really feeling like, okay, I do need to hire somebody else to help me with these things. If you would have landed in my inbox with a really tailored cold pitch, you might've been the one that sealed the deal and I would have I would have never had to go through the, you know, hassle of posting and going through all those applicants and everything like that. So cold pitching might be a really great route for you, but keep your head up, keep, keep trying, keep sticking with it. Um, it will happen for you. And I hope these tips helped you to kind of give you just some, some minor things that you could tweak or maybe, um, start to implement when you are pitching clients, but hopefully it was helpful and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.